Section 19. Japanese Heroism. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Hirsch. Japan, amidst all the records of its modern progress, must certainly count the honor of having properly recognized the value of the general in his army before the old Christian countries of Europe did so. The army's beginning in Japan was almost laughable in its feebleness. The little company of officers sent out by the general in 1895 were indeed truly devoted, and in their anxiety to be from the first as Japanese to the Japanese, were so taken in whilst halting in Hong Kong that they landed in the most extraordinary garments, and it was a long time before they seemed likely to make any impression upon the non-Christian Japanese. But upon the Christians they undoubtedly made from the first an excellent mark. With all their lack of knowledge of the language, there could be no mistake about their willingness to learn, and to be the servants of all men. It was clear that they possessed those two great qualifications for apostolic success, an unlimited readiness for hard work, and an unbounded faith in the will and power of Christ to save. Their first interpreter, a student anxious to do his uttermost for Christ and his country, was speedily won over completely to their side, and as he was already known amongst the pressmen, this became a very great help to the progress of their work generally. Yet, under several successive leaders, they toiled on for some years with but little prospect. The language is one of the most difficult imaginable for foreigners to learn, and although there was from the first great liberty as to the open-air meetings, and congregations were gathered outdoors and into the little halls that were contrived out of shops and dwelling-houses, it seemed likely to prove slow work to raise a Japanese force. But all at once, in 1902, God gave the little company a great opportunity. For years already some faithful Japanese, under missionary influences, had been lamenting the position of the girls given over to immorality, who were severed for life from the rest of the community, and kept under police supervision in a special quarter called the Yoshiara of each city, as well as cut off from all hopes of the gospel. A law had indeed been passed allowing such girls as might wish to abandon their awful calling to do so, but it was so administered as practically to remain a dead letter. Why? thought our leaders, should we not issue a special edition of our war cry, explaining Christ's love and power to save the deepest sunken in sin, and our rescue work, and then go and sell it in the Yoshiara? The idea was carried out, and to all appearance, the first day, with wonderful success. The great companies of pleasure-seekers saw in the paper a novelty of interest, and bought and read it eagerly. But it was far too great a success to please the brothel-keepers, who at once hired men to attack the war-cry-sellers, should they repeat their invasion. When it became known that our officers had thus been attacked, reporters of the Tokyo and Yokohama papers 
hurried to see the, for Japan, unusual sight, and then the whole press of the country came out strongly on our side. We were fully recognized as the loving friends of the friendless and oppressed, and from that day our standing in the country was assured. Not many girls were gathered into our little rescue home, but thousands learnt the way of escape from their houses of bondage, and within a few years many thousands returned to their old homes all over the country. It should be explained that the brothels were really supplied as a result of the heroic devotion of the girls to their parents and homes. It was common for a girl, in any time of extra want or destitution, to suggest or consent to her sale to one of the bad houses for the relief of her family. This fact, however, of course increased both the national sympathy for the victims and the high appreciation of our care for them. But the main thing, after all, in all this action, was the revelation of an army, unable as yet to make itself well understood in words, but capable of thus manifesting its resolution to fight for the liberation of all men from the power of sin. We had issued already a common people's gospel, written by our chief secretary, Colonel Vamamuro, which gave a very clear explanation of our teachings and system. This book was not only a sort of harmony of the Gospels, but explained how we understand and teach the salvation Christ bought for all of us. This Gospel came to be appreciated and utilized by almost all the missions in the country, and greatly helped us also in making clear our meaning to the nation. By its sale, as well as that of the war cry throughout the country, very many, even those who were too far off for it to be possible for them to attend any of our meetings, were led to Christ. And thus steadily, though slowly, we made our way until we had corps in most of the great cities, and became known generally wherever there were thinking and reading people. Our halls were, and still are, very small, it being almost impossible to find either large ones hireable or large spaces available for building upon in the great cities. Yet marvelous were the displays of God's power to save in the little rooms, which were packed to the doors night after night and in the open-air meetings. Our leaders in the country for several years were officers who, amidst the multitudes of India or of the slums of London, had seen how souls could be won, in spite of every outward disadvantage, by the irresistible power of the Holy Ghost. And thus the numbers of our Japanese soldiers and officers steadily grew. Just as in England, men who had been notorious in sin became equally notorious witnesses for Jesus. Japan is a great country for holiday festivals, when all the streets are by day be flagged, and by night illuminated with Chinese lanterns, almost the whole population turning out on such occasions. Our troops naturally made the most of such days, and it became a common thing to see men and even women kneeling in the open-air meeting to seek salvation. So when it was announced in 1907 that the general was coming, Japan resolved to give him a welcome such as he had never had before. 
that a man should undertake at seventy-eight years of age such a journey was felt to be a tribute both to the country and to the man himself and there was a desire if anything more in non-christian than christian circles to hear him and do him honor tell him said a tokyo editor that he is coming to a country such as he has never before visited which can appreciate self-sacrifice as we have shown in the late war and from the moment when his steamer entered yokohama harbor to that of his departure nothing was omitted that could open his way to the ears and hearts of the entire nation i had the pleasure myself to witness those unforgettable scenes and to notice the general's own astonishment at the universal interest of the people in each city he found the railway station decorated a platform was erected generally in some public space whence he could address the multitudes who came out to hear him the largest public buildings were crowded for his indoor services and hundreds came out publicly in reply to his appeals for their surrender to christ not only was he received by the late emperor in his palace and welcomed to every provincial centre by the governors of the provinces and the mayors of the cities but again and again the most eminent men gave him opportunities to plead with them for christ what a sight it was to see the great platform crowded with all the chief men of a city singing like the rest of the audience stand up stand up for jesus the general was accepted by almost unanimous consent as representing a life of entire self-abandonment to the glory of god and the salvation of the lost and far beyond anything even that at the moment appeared was his campaign a general victory for the savior there could be no mistake as to the message he delivered for even to the vast crowds of students gathered in the quadrangle of the university or in and around the theatre of kobe to hear him he stood and cried in no new terms although with due adaptation to their ways of thought just as he might have cried to any english audience that god demanded and deserved a wholehearted lifelong service from everyone what asked the ambassador of a great power do you really want me to come out onto the stage and confess my sins before everybody when a woman officer invited him to one of the general's last meetings had his excellency done so no japanese would have thought it anything beneath the highest human dignity for they all recognized the value of that courage for christ and his war which the general personified to them we are still few in number and struggling hard for victory in japan for the very appreciation of all that is excellent tends to create in the people a self-satisfaction that fortifies them against all appeals for repentance but one of the leading officials of the japanese home office has recently paid a tribute to the general's helpfulness to every people mr tamioka says in his society and humanity after having studied the army in england and america as well as in japan that he considers it to be the greatest and most successful organization in the world for dealing with and helping the poor and unfortunate classes of society 
He attributes our success to the following reasons. The great personality of the general, whose character greatly resembled that of his divine master, the founder of Christianity. Our aggressive spirit, ever marching on like the Japanese soldiers in the last war with Russia. Our adaptation to the circumstances of every country. Our straightforward and practical way of preaching salvation. Our principle of self-support, teaching men and women to help themselves. Our scientific and business-like methods, as distinct from mere sentimentality. Some day, surely, men equally eminent in other countries will begin to speak as heartily and thoughtfully of the general's life work. That the great Mikado, to whose wisdom and energy Japan owed so much of its great renewal and entry amongst the civilized nations, should have passed into eternity only a few months before the founder of a wider and grander, because spiritual, empire is an interesting fact. The Mikado received our general in spite of every court usage that might have hindered, because he found that all the great leaders and heroes of Japan, like their press, saw in him the personification of the highest and noblest purpose for every land and every people. The Japanese government gave our officers, women as well as men, a liberty of access to their prisoners greater than we as yet possess in this and most other Christian countries, because they saw the value of our love for the victims of sin, and our power, by God's grace, to inspire them with hope for themselves. How many more years, I wonder, will it take other nations to follow this common-sense example? End of section 19 Recording by Tom Hirsch.